sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Happy yes. Saturday. Yes, happy Saturday right back at you. Yeah, here we are another week where, of course, we're here every Saturday from 2 mm-hmm. to 3 o'clock, bringing you information on real estate and finance. And, and all things related. That's right. Today is no exception. I know. We're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to everybody's heart, transportation well, and mass transit. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. Right. Oh, so, you're saying near me. Well, oh, it's not dear to you? It, it is for some. It isn't for others. Okay. You know, so we're kind of dealing with gridlock and things like that that mm-hmm. go along with traffic in the Pacific Northwest. You mean like since they took down the viaduct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That good thing. times. Good times. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good times. There were so many videos that I saw friends, you know, pictures and videos. And I'm like, are you driving your car while you're filming that? Like. Tell me, please tell me you have somebody else in the car with you while you're filming that and that (laughs) bumper to bumper traffic. Even before it was scheduled to come down, I got stuck behind, you know, tourists that were hanging their cameras In a Prius? In a Prius? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Driving about like 20 miles an hour in the left lane. Oh, yeah. Cameras hanging out. It really, truly will be a view that I will miss. I mean, that's I, you one know, of the I most beautiful views. Absolutely Seattle. agree. That's one of the things that, uh, no matter what your economic strata, that was a view that we all got to share. That's right. So, kind of a bummer that it is gone. Now we all get to go into a dark hole eventually. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, there's other other plans afoot too. We'll we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of time ahead, but it will be interesting to see whoever gets or finds online all those montage of videos and eventually puts them all together in some kind of cohesive oh, yeah. package, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure, sure that's going to happen. Yeah, it we'll see. Will. It but we'll see. Will. So, are we in a black hole with mortgages right now? What's no, going on? We're not. Oh, good. Okay, well, do tell. Yeah, you know, I know. I know. The other week we were talking about your uh, dead sexy inverted yield curve. <laughs> well, so you yeah. know, where are we at right uh, now? Our, How's your curves? Our yield curve is pretty flat. It's pretty flat. Ah, and that's actually okay for interest rates. You know, a, a year ago, uh, we we saw rates really start to climb. It it started December of two thousand seventeen. Yep. Uh, the new tax plan was passed. And, and that spurred economic activity. Mortgage rates will follow that. And the economy did pretty much take off last year. And uh, we saw rates go right along with them, up almost a full percent, in some cases over a percent, you know, over the course of the first, you know, six, eight months of the year. But uh, as we got into December, mm-hmm. just, just last month or so, you know, they really started to drop. Part of that was precipitated mm-hmm. by the stock market, which took up. Not just because it was cold and it shrank. It took a proper – well, that could have been Sorry. it as well. A little <laughs> bit of rate shrinkage there. But it, no, it took a beating in the market. Rates followed. Mm-hmm. And then we have this this uh, slightly inverted yield curve, which uh, translated into English. Every time we've seen short-term government treasury securities paying a the same or higher rate as a long-term gov- government treasury security – the economy has gone into a slowdown within 24 months. 
And, uh, you know, nobody's using the recession word at this point. They're just saying, you know, this is a natural cycle. Oh, they're just but, hovering around the R word. Right. Well, they're just kind of like. Uh, some do, some don't. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, and, and, and we get economic statistics every week that some support that theory. Other ones refute it. Uh, we just had a, a jobs report a couple of weeks ago that was up over 300,000 new jobs created that, uh, you know, put a put a stop to rates dropping. But really, even since then, they've been holding steady. And and so we're not really seeing it going Steady's up, good. but uh, we're not seeing it go down as well. So here's where we're at right now. The national averages, now these are national averages, 30-year fixed rate loan, we're hovering around 4.57%. Nice. Nicely in the mid-fours. 15-year mm-hmm. fixed rates, almost a, almost a three, 4.14%. Okay. Uh, FHA and VA transactions, 4.17%. Nice. And uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates hovering around 4.35%. So these are all, again, national averages. Your rates are going to vary because rates will be, you know, factored in. That's predicated by what? It's by your credit, by the loan amount, by the type of loan you're taking Mm -hmm. out, by the type of property, whether you're going to live True. in the home or not live in the home. So there's a lot of factors that will affect and impact your interest rates. Uh, so these are these are averages, though. I'll give you an idea of the ballpark where we're at. And uh, as, as far as the timing thing goes, mm-hmm. in fact, you and I uh, had a class uh, the other day. Just we recently were, we were, down at the Renton Chamber. That was a pretty right. full room, too. Huge that was great. Boy, oh, my gosh. We had so many people signing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was really, awesome. Really fun. And we got more coming. So if you're yeah. interested in our classes, info at teamreba.com. We'll send you the schedule. But, uh, you know, even in that class we were talking about, you know, when's the best time to buy? Right. And, and interest rates can have a huge impact on affordability. Not just can, do. Will do. It's significant. Yes. You know, a, a 1% increase in rate, you know, can take away thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in buying power. Right. And that is quite a bit. So when you're someone looking for that house with the extra bathrooms or the extra square footage, that's... That's what you're talking about right there. It really is. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, so if you don't want to share a toilet or a sink with your spouse or your children, you know, think about that. So let's <laughs> let's put that in perspective. In the last month, rates have dropped almost a half a percent right. from our high points in November. Mm-hmm. So rates have dropped by one bathroom. Yeah. If you I, want to think about you it know, that way. You know how we always talk about how many butts in the kitchen? Because yes. I do that with customers. I'm oh, always yeah. asking, like, hey, do you entertain? Are you, you, know, are you single or do you entertain a lot? You got a lot of people in your family, whatever it might be. I say, how many butts do you need to fit in the kitchen at one time, right? Yeah. Uh, like at the largest amount of use. So now we could talk about how many bathrooms how many bathroom? in the interest rate. Yeah, rates are down by one bathroom. Yeah, by one full bath yeah. or a half bath. Yeah, I kind of like go. that. Ooh. I, we should start a new thing. I like that. The, uh, what are we going to call it? T- the toilet index. <laughs> you know, my something like that. Yeah, I, economists yeah. always want to have the flushing know, index. Oh, yeah, they're going to think it's like New York or something. We don't uh, want to do that. Okay, no. Mm, All right. No. All right. No toilet talk then. Yeah. Okay. Well, gotcha. We'll, we'll, we'll have to refine that concept as time goes on. All right. But we're going to work on it. Guess, or not guess. Or, well, even if our guests, uh, we have, I'm so excited also today because we're going to be talking to Kimberly Reason, who is the media spokeswoman for Sound Transit. Thank you again for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes. And so if you yeah. have any thoughts on this little index we want to put together or listeners, if you have any suggestions for us, feel free to find us on our social media sites and throw out some thoughts. That's right. We're all we about like, the high thinking on this show. Hey, you know what? We love the interaction. We have people who contact us 
during the show and outside of the show with questions. So why not throw, uh, you know, some thoughts at us that way, which actually I still also want to invite our listeners. If you have topics, you know, like we go out and find all of our, our different guests ourselves oh, for the most part. Yeah. But if there are people who are curious about certain topics that you'd like to see on the show that you think kind of fall into, you know, the four categories we typically cover, which are residential insider, investor angle, green building and design, and regional impact, which is why Kimberly is here today. Mm-hmm. You know, any of those topics are, or, you know, if it's a local business that you think needs to be highlighted, we've had nonprofits as well as businesses on, you know, we're, we're open to suggestion. Yeah. What? What kind of real estate show are we running here? I mean, a good one. We're not. I mean, <laughs> if you think about the guests that we've had on our show, if you're going to ask me that, <laughs> I'm going to write on my New Year's resolution. Talk more about lending. Yeah, you know, because we're we're always bringing on these super interesting guests. And oh yeah, and in the last year, we've had um, conversations with attorneys. We've talked mm-hmm. about tax law. We've talked about yes, uh, tax deferred exchanges. We've talked about. Um, the Asarco smelter down in, in Tacoma. Yes. I mean, you know, we, we talked about... We, we talked about on, water sciences. Water sciences. We had a guy on that makes a machine that eats garbage and spits electricity out the other end. Yeah. You know, for crying out loud. Well, not and just any some, garbage. Well... Compostable garbage. But it's still... I'm, I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm a very useful tool. poetic here. So, yeah. Very poetic, especially when you start talking about the bathroom <laughs> index. I'm totally poetic. Like you're say, just, you're like Ed, Edgar Allan Poe right high there. thinking just... here on Open House. Oh, yeah. It's perfect prose. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. So, no, I mean, we do. We have a ton of wonderful guests that come on. Well, we do. We get into, you know, we take topics that many people think are dry, like mm-hmm. insurance, Ooh. private mortgage insurance. Oh, you know, remember when we had hashtag dead sexy PMI? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was a really interesting show. Credit, you know, credit people coming in. You know, when we had ARC on, the American, uh, what is American Reporting? Company. Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they helped. My good buddy. Right, yeah. And so, like, they come in. But it's such useful life, you know, skill type stuff. And it's everything that impacts this area. It impacts your life, your business. You know, your commute. I mean, I mean, we're talking lots of cool topics. And I, I don't know. I find it interesting. I hope our listeners do, too. Absolutely. But if you have ideas that you'd like to hear, throw them out there. We're happy That's to reach right. out to the how people can, who could be there. Well, and uh, how can you be reached, Reba? Well, one of the fastest and easiest ways to get to me, of course, is info at Team Reba. You just put inside your message why you're contacting us because that goes to me and all of my team at the same time. So right. you get an immediate response. Yep. And you can reach me. Uh, if you're on Facebook, look up Eric is my banker, just E-R-I-C. You can catch me on Twitter, uh, at Eric is my banker. And uh, you can also email me, Eric, at Eric is my banker.com. There you go. I mean, we're on all the social media channels. So if you oh, can't yeah. find Team Reba, you're just not looking yeah, online. Yeah, <laughs> like you're, you're looking down at the dirt or something. I don't know what it would be. If you look me up online, Team Reba... We're all over. I you can't wait for the, the emails I'm going to get, you know, next next week. It's going to be, yeah, I heard I can get extra toilet if I finance through yep. you. <laughs> I just can't wait. It's coming. I know, I, I know that'll be in my sit down. Uh, I will say, though, I did enjoy our last Washington State Housing Finance Commission sponsored class because we did a we got a lot of great engagement from the first time homebuyers sitting in that classroom. And, you know, part of it was like, 
how do you think about you how you use your house and the number of rooms and you know how you live and the number of bathrooms even and you know because a lot of times it's surprising how many people don't really think about well hey if you're gonna buy something like this do you have a lot of guests? Because you say two bathrooms is okay, but maybe you want a little more because if you entertain a lot, do you really want them going in your master bath or do you want to see all your kids' stuff hanging out and have to put all the kids' toys away? You know, it's just it's just simple Absolutely. things. But, but yeah. when people start looking online and just see the pretty pictures, they forget, oh, I have to live there. Yeah, yeah. Got to think really, about your really lifestyle. You have to visualize what's it going to be like, yeah. you know, spending all my time in this home. And yeah, absolutely. How's that going to work for me? Yeah. So, absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to get online with Kimberly Reason from Sound Transit <laughs> when we come back on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And Reba has from Team Reba here. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Yes, every, every Saturday. That's right. Rain or shine. Yeah. Well, sometimes we have some uh, best of recordings because well, occasionally we need some time off. But overall, uh, we're here every – well, you're going to hear us every week. Yep, minimum. That's right. That's at right. minimum. Got to charge batteries every now and then. That's right. Yep. Just like a – Electric car. But let's get this. Let's get this conversation back on the tracks here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really happy. Oh, uh, I like how to, you threw, threw that in too. Yeah, back on the tracks. Nice, nice. No play on words at all. <laughs> so we have uh, with us today Kimberly Reason, who's a senior public information officer for Tran- Sound Transit, or I guess you're the media spokeswoman. It goes. Yep. Either or is just great. All right. Media well, spokeswonder woman. I like to call her. <laughs> Thank you for being here again, oh, Kimberly. Oh, it's great being here, Reba. Thank you, and Eric as well. Yeah. So yeah. so you knocked down the viaduct. <laughs> oh, no. I can't take credit. And, you know, it's still up. Um, we are actually working in partnership with the State Department of Transportation, the City of Seattle, and um, King County Metro, and many other partner agencies to communicate that the viaduct, hey, as of Monday, it closed down. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, WashDOT has started to sort of demolish part of it. Um, it will take a few more months to several months for it all to come down. But we are there helping to communicate to all transit riders and users, hey, expect congestion. Oh, yes. During this closure period, uh, three weeks uh, before the tunnel actually opens. It will be opened February 4th. And so there's a nice big grand opening on February 2nd and 3rd. You know, I'm glad that you're saying that because people I've been talking to about the viaduct going down – have all been just acting like it's absolute ruination and they seem to kind of forget the new piece will be opening (laughs) and i you know we're all gonna have to adjust right you know everyone's got to adjust but i i think a few people have forgotten that there was a replacement option right and you know the (laughs) seattle area and the northwest region has grown so fast there are thousands and thousands of people who just moved here recently who weren't here when yes. all the discussion was going on about mm-hmm. the earthquake's impact on that aging viaduct right. and the need to replace it. Mm-hmm. And um, through a lot of public process, came up with a 
tunnel. And that's what we have now. And in a few weeks' time, it will be open and life will be much easier. But in the meantime, we are having to deal yes. with this, what Seattle Mayor um, Durkin is calling Seattle squeeze. Yes. I, I can tell right. you, I'm hoping for some of these folks who uh, are on the complaint side of things, I hope there's some self-selection going on, too, because many of them are just saying, hey, during this period of time, I'm just going to minimize the number of interactions I need to have that are impacted going that direction, right? But right. They, but they were saying, actually, that traffic could be impacted all the way down through Auburn for this. Oh, yes. I mean, most of the traffic that travels Monday through Friday is moving through the region, not just a certain part of it. Right. So right. the impacts stand to be huge. Mm-hmm. What we found the, the last uh, two days going on three is that people have adjusted their travel patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage people to you know, work from home, Uh, maybe start your commute later and go Mm -hmm. home later or earlier. However, we haven't had any major accidents or anything like that yet. Exactly. when that happens or we get some rain or a little bit of slush on the ground or or something like that, then that happens no matter what. Well, I don't know if you remember, it was about a year ago, uh, there was a, a fish truck Oh, that, yes. That rolled on Who can the forget? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh my that goodness. was the great fish fiasco. That, that lasted horrible. all day long. Oh, yeah. It was yes. all day. Well, and it's not the only time that's happened. No, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's an extreme example. But you know what's funny, though? I mean, you're saying that I moved here at the tail end, speaking of fish, I guess, of <laughs> 1989. And there used to be a place in downtown Seattle that was kind of a, a dinner show place. Mm-hmm. And I still remember in 1990 going to that dinner show where they did this little, um, it was this all about Seattle kind of show. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was, this is way before the book, Fifty Shades of Grey came out and they had this like song around all the shades of gray here. And then they also had a song that was about the traffic. Yeah. And yeah. if one accident happened in one place, how it impacted almost every single other highway. So we've been having that same conversation. Oh, we have, you know, this actually this closure is giving all of the transportation and transit agencies Mm. and municipalities a chance Mm -hmm. to work super closely together in advance. For example, Seattle Department of Transportation knew ahead of time as they were watching the temperatures drop that we need to make sure that we proactively de-ice a lot of the main arterials so Mm. that we can hopefully avoid some of those, Mm. you know, uh, accidents that someone like myself appreciates that because I have a rear wheel drive car. And I, just a few weeks ago when we had some icy weather, uh, started to lose some control on a bridgeway. And it yes. was, you know, and I've I've been through a couple 360s right. on my vehicle or in my vehicle on some of the roadways around here. And it's, I'm, it's, it's quite the hair-raising yeah. event. <laughs> and, and as you said, Eric, it just takes one spin out. Right. Yeah. And I've been lucky not to be hit. Yeah, Yeah. I've been super lucky not to be hit yet. And and let's be honest, some of the drivers in our town are not the world's greatest. Yes, they need a whole lot more skills training. Well, and and sometimes they're brand new drivers coming to the region from areas where they've never had to drive before. And, And part of it does really come down to whether or not we've had enough mass transit options for them. Right. Right. So, I mean, you came here to talk about some specific projects today because so listeners, we're going to link up uh, for Kimberly's show this time. 
when she was on prior, when we were talking about the Sound Transit 2 and Sound Transit 3 packages, you'll hear us always refer to those as ST2 and ST3. Um, but today you're here to talk about some other things, yeah, right? That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me what those other projects are that we want to talk about. Because we're going to link up those shows so people can hear about different topics. But what's today about? Well, today we we wanted to focus a little bit on some of the major projects that voters approved in Sound Transit 3 okay. uh, in November 2016 that are now in what we call the planning stages. Okay. And that's Tacoma Dome Link Extension and um, the West Seattle Ballard Link Extensions Projects. Both okay. of those projects are um, deep into what we call project development. So what that means is that we're going out into the community and getting people's feedback on what kinds of route and station alternatives we should be considering for for okay. environmental analysis and and those are areas that have grown substantially they have grown almost exponentially yes, yes. so yeah. um very needed it's mm-hmm. very exciting and very intense amount of work being done to move those projects let's, let's talk about that maybe let's start north to south so mm-hmm. tell us about that so west seattle West well, Seattle is exciting. Ballard more north? Or Ballard, I guess. Let's talk about Ballard. <laughs> Dude, you're, <laughs> you're a lifelong resident here. What? Really? I'm Norwegian, too. I know, I, and I know you think Ballard would be on your mind. Yeah. Well, um, so, you know, we have basically two new extensions is what we call them. Okay. Um, one from downtown to West Seattle. That will open in 2030. And then okay. the extension uh, through what will be a new tunnel, a second downtown tunnel, up to Ballard, and that will open in 2035. Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, the that that whole um, project will involve uh, several new stations for just those areas. Okay. And we're now considering uh, route alternatives, you know, tunnel alternatives and elevated guideway alternatives. And really, it takes so much work to look at all the impacts, you know, how do you get from here to there mm-hmm. with all the development, you know, all the density of property in the Seattle area. Oh, um, yes. All that makes for a very challenging technical analysis, but that's what we're working on. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just, we have a very unique geographic area and we even do. just like our soil here is very unique as well with the whole glacial aspects of it and tunneling is always expensive i you know we get into arguments all the time with people about whether things should be put underground and the cost behind that can be pretty substantial right as we've even Absolutely. learned with the tunnel you know replacing the viaduct however when i think about the ballard area and what's been happening over the last several years as we've had a boom period, that corridor on 15th, I mean, way back when, when we talked about doing a monorail out there, that was one thing because they were going to buy up all that area along mm-hmm. 15th. But most of that has been, if you drive down there now, most of that has been redeveloped, right? So what are so what are we talking about in Ballard? I mean, you're just getting the input, and so we got to right. wait for so, feedback. And- so we're looking at, there's essentially three alternatives, which is the one that voters approved, and then there's two that have really emerged um, from the public engagement process, mm-hmm. and one is um, essentially, you know, an elevated guideway that would go into a tunnel under Salmon Bay and okay. then um, emerge uh, into a station area. Um, on the other side, uh, and then the other is um, elevated, you mm-hmm. know, 
all the way through the Inner Bay area. Okay. So uh, serving Inner Bay, West Queen Anne, Magnolia, yes, uh, all yes. the way through to Ballard. Are we talking all the way up through Crown Hill or no, just Ballard No, just itself? to, yeah, just the Market Street area. Right. Okay, Street. 15th and Market, basically, right, right. roughly. And as you mentioned, you know, tunneling is very expensive, and the more expensive options will require third-party funding. Well, you say, what's a third party? Well, it's anyone else who has money. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, you know. Um, True. <laughs> You know, Kimberly, nobody ever called me asking for my opinion on how to solve these transit problems. I'm I'm a little uh, off put by that. Um, Where do you because live? Because I have lots of ideas. Well, I live south of here, but I'm not saying I'm going to write it. I, I but I have ideas about it. So you know, and I I do a lot of skiing. I I think we need a gondola network. Put them in <laughs> dirt cheap. <laughs> Move a lot of people. It's kind of cool, kind of like a sightseeing thing. Snap some kind of, yeah. I'm sorry it. to disappoint you. The gondola yeah. is not an alternative. No gondolas, huh? Mm. Yeah, but you yeah. know, it certainly has come up in no. on other. It projects. might take forever. Do you know what it feels like being on those gondolas? I do. Yeah. Well, I you do. know, you, you make a good point. But they're constantly I mean, moving. I mean, when they say mass transit, the, the emphasis is mass, mass right? right? We are trying yeah. to move tens of thousands of people an yeah. hour, and the region is continuing to grow right. rapidly. Yes. Uh, we'll be opening East Link in 2023. That goes to Mercer Island and Bellevue, and okay. um, the Redmond Extension will open a year later. Uh, we're also going to Northgate in 2021. Those stations are Those being are built now. Along yeah. Right now right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. see them when you go up north to I-5, right? right. right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's quite exciting. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about that whole East Link thing, though. You're putting that train on the bridge, on a floating that bridge. That is it's on a, boat. a feat. It's an engineering feat yeah. of yes. which we are very proud. Anybody where everybody's gone to one side of the boat kind of sees what happens there, you know, the boat mm-hmm. like uh, practically Yeah, but you over. know, the thing about if you were to go onto soundtransit.org and click East Link, we have this really cool animation yeah. that, that shows you how that works. That's that, cool. That engineers, engineers had to build all these, for lack of a better way of saying it, bearings to really move with the water. Okay. Wow. Well, well, hold that thought because uh, we're going to come back. We've got Kimberly Reason here with uh, Sound Transit. She's our media spokeswoman talking more about transit when we come back. Open we'll House up. with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, and we're still sitting here with a lovely Kimberly Reason, who's the media spokes Wonder Woman of Sound Transit. Conductor. I love that title. <laughs> I have to get my business cards changed. Yeah. Uh, like, I need to... a reprint. Thank yeah. you. Let's get that back on there. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're here today, actually, talking about transit. And I, 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 uh, because you it's your favorite topic. I have some, well, I have <laughs> Besides some inverted I, I, curves. I do have some opinions about it. But oh, you got lots uh, of opinions. Are you I kidding also, me? I also know that we really should have been dealing with this years and years and years ago when it was cheaper to do so. Mm-hmm. And as a region, you know, that never happened. So right. we're, we're kind of in the pickle that, that we're in right now uh, where we've got a ton of people moving to this region. Thousand people you know, a day. Roughly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Is it still a thousand people a day? Uh, yeah. That wow. was the last uh, number that I heard. Yeah. Right. Me too. Yeah. And I, I just I just hope that, you know, when we look at overall transit strategy and, and, and traffic and roadways and everything that that all all factors are considered, there's there's still an element of us out there that drive 
and have to drive. We have to get to appointments and things oh, like yeah. that. Don't I can't. forget about us, please. Yes. You know, there's situations where we can't take transit. and uh, Yeah, but, I can't do it in my job. Right. But with that said, when there's situ- circumstances where we can, I, it, it works pretty cool. I, I use light rail to come downtown frequently, right. you know, go to a game, things like that. Right. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so... Um, I when like, I have used it, I thought it's cool. Right, right. Yeah, but it is for things yeah. like going to a game or, right. you know, airport or, you know, yeah, that kind but, of thing. But I'll give you an example. My son um, takes some um, light rail in, in to work, and um, and we're maybe a 15-minute walk, or he's a 15-minute walk from Tuckwilla Station. And, uh, you know, but when it's, you know, pouring down rain, he wants to, to drive his car to the station park and then take, take light rail into right. town. There's no parking in Tuckwilla, you know. So, mm. um, you know, so he'll drive past Tuckwilla another five miles to Angle Lake Station, you know, mm. further south, then park, then take light rail in, which is a waste of time. It's a waste of fuel and and everything else. Um, but when I guess when these stations are being planned, is that just are we looking too short term on that? Is that even is like parking part of the, the vernacular? Parking is a big part of the equation because people uh, travel the stations many number of ways. Driving mm-hmm. is one, or they get dropped off and picked up. They take a carpool or a van mm-hmm. pool. Uber they might ride their and, bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people Uber, mm-hmm. depending on where they're Ubering from. Yeah. Um, I think and, you're going to see more of that. local bus service is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned bike and some people walk. So depending right. on the location of the station, depending on the footprint, depending on the density of the neighborhood that the station is in, some cities have codes about, you know, not building parking around stations. More cities are looking at that as a way to ensure that enough people have access to the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of that access also includes ensuring that all modes right. have efficient access to a station. That's fair. Bus rail connections are another big part of the equation. How do we convert light rail um, into more service, local bus service that can get people to outline areas, suburban communities, Mm -hmm. and they can Mm -hmm. get on a bus easily and get to the station. That's also a big, big plus. Okay. And and have the... the the information or the communication where it's it's a fairly simple process to do. I I think about it and I I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like mm-hmm. I wouldn't know where to oh, start. Oh, absolutely, you're right. Communication is a huge part of that. You mm-hmm. know, and that once we open a new light rail station. In fact, before we open a new light rail station, we work with local transit agencies to build those bus rail connections, to restructure the bus routes, to eliminate duplicate bus routes that are no longer needed because they are traveling along, you know, or we're traveling along the same alignment as light rail Mm -hmm. and convert that resource into a route that can serve a community that has gone underserved or unserved. Good. Okay. That's good. I don't, we don't want to be sitting on the, you know, sitting on the bench like Forrest Gump. (laughs) <laughs> eating so, chocolates and right. trying to find someone to tell stories to. Okay, that's you might right. want to get a different kind of reference, though, because uh, for he Scott, ran everywhere. He, he, ran. he not only did <laughs> he, a lot of did. running, but he also was very successful because he was very focused. So he's the guy I wish I had as an employee because if I told him to go do something, it would just get done, no questions asked. Good point. So, you know, point. we're kind of... Speaking of getting done, so, let's, yeah. so tell us about West Seattle. Yes, so West Seattle also has an elevated alignment and a tunnel um, okay. option. And as we talked earlier, um, the tunnel option is much more expensive and will require or would require third-party funding if uh, the Sound Transit Board ultimately decided to move it forward into a preferred alternative. 
So, so let me ask you about that then. So, uh, West Seattle. Uh, so, so the lines from to Northgate are covered under ST two. Yes, yes, correct. The Good. line to yeah. Linwood is ST three. Correct. ST two. That's oh, ST two. Oh, is it still two? Oh, is it up okay. to Marysville? It's ST three. Yes, up okay. to Everett is ST three. Right. Okay. Okay. And what about Tacoma? Tacoma is ST three. Okay. West Seattle though is what it's st3 but it doesn't sound like it's fully funded depending on how what what mode is well so here's here's a trick so the representative project that the voters approved um was approved with the financial you know cost estimate attached to it and so Mm -hmm. voters understood that if i vote for this it's going to cost this much Mm -hmm. so we uh, look at a variety of criteria to figure out as we're analyzing options, you know, what's going to really work on many levels, including the financial constraints. Okay. So we work hard to keep, you know, options affordable and within the constraints of the ST3 plan. In this case, this the tunneling option um, is one that the public really wanted, certain stakeholders, certain constituents. And because it's a part of the public process, we are moving that forward. We'll see if it continues to roll forward. But if it does, it will require third-party funding. I got it. Okay. And if that okay. funding is not there then we can't take it on. So okay. when you keep saying this third-party funding, I, I know you made the joke of like, you know, anybody, but right. but what's that really Well, look it like? could be like a municipality. It, okay. it could be any government jurisdiction uh, that has interest in the project who that feels its constituents could be served by the project. Um, okay. It could be private funding, you right. know. Um, but it does take commitments along the way, and we'll need to, you know, get those commitments as, you know, if those more expensive options move forward okay. in order to move them completely forward if the board ultimately decides that that would be the project to move forward. Well, and we know a lot of these municipalities are very much – you know, looking towards, you know, what can we do right now? Because I sat in um, a, a few weeks ago, I sat in on the, um, so I'm on the Chamber Board of Directors in Renton. And we just recently moved from uh, the South King County Coalition to the East King County Coalition. And they did a legislative breakfast that I guess they do annually. And we had state legislators there as well as several city mayors. And the three main topics we were talking about were education, transportation, and um, gosh, now I'm blanking out on the third thing. Those two were the ones that I cared the most about, (laughs) but everyone, and employment, right? So, you know, but that was a a big conversation throughout the entire two-hour event was transit, transit, and how some cities are missing out on new employers because people from other states who we're trying to attract here will come in and they'll see our gridlock on the highways and say, there's, there's no way, you know, cause the cost of housing, uh, right. that was a, you know, a big portion of it too, is that, you know, housing as well. So um, they, they're, you know, Bothell area was just saying, or was it Bothell? Or, yeah. Around the Canyon park area. They're like, we just lost out on some of these big biotech companies moving here because we can't get our people within like an hour of housing affordability. Right. 
Exactly. And, you know, this way you have companies like Microsoft and many other companies that have fans, you know, yeah. for their people. the whole connectors, yeah. Um, and certainly many employers provide ORCA cards to their employees. And yes, schools see a lot for, of that. To, for their students to mm-hmm. really encourage the use of transit. And when voters passed ST3 in mm-hmm. um, November 2016, they demanded faster timelines. When we were developing right. a plan to put before voters, their big thing was, uh-uh, you got to get it to us earlier. So we shaved anywhere from three to five years off of the original draft wow. timelines because people, as you said, Reba, are hungry for transit. We need it now. Transit. We that need is it now. one yeah. of the top complaints that, that right. I've heard as well as, as I'm 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 frustrated having to pay taxes for something that I'm never going to see in my lifetime. And right. it, it sounds like that that we're we're moving faster on on some of these some oh, of these opening up. So that's good to hear. Good oh, to hear. Yes, is that Northgate's opening in twenty twenty one, East Link in and in twenty twenty three, Linwood, Federal Way in Redmond in twenty twenty four. So every few years, we're going to be opening up stations and extensions. Right. So how exciting. does this how does this look on a map? You know, how do these these systems interconnect? Well, if for our listeners, in case you do actually want to go get a visual on this, you can go to soundtransit.org, and there is a whole section on this. But go right ahead, Kimberly. Absolutely. In fact, on our front page, you can click a map, and it will mm-hmm. show. But essentially, uh, we'll have one line that you know moves from south to the city, and then the other line that moves from the city to East to, to west, okay, got right, it. and and then we have east and west extensions, Seattle? yeah, okay. and that's why we're building a second tunnel because the second tunnel will serve additional extensions. We need additional capacity mm-hmm. downtown. We can't get all the people who will be using light rail right. through the current tunnel alone. And, and will those interconnect with the Sounder train as well? Well, it, they won't in, interconnect on the same track, but no, of no, course the yeah. Sounder train is only a block away Got it. at King Street Station. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah, you know, one of the things, I, I kind of use this term when I'm talking with customers and first-time buyers moving to this area, that I've, I've never seen this before in my career, 30 years of lending in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the, the big conversations is commute. Right. And it's never been a factor before. And, and nowadays it is. I had a, a customer a, a, f- a couple of weeks ago. We, we pre-approved them for a, for a, a home. It was $400,000. And I said, great, you know, we're approved, 400000 Where do you want to live? And they're like, Ballard. And I'm like, and you went. I'm like, not going to happen. Real estate agent's going to have a not challenge so, unless you want a condo. So I, yeah. I, I, I coined the term "drive till you qualify." Right. You know, because well, these a, folks, you know, they ended up in term. Buckley. And, oh, I and, bet they did. Well, but um, what, what I guess my point is, I'm seeing the decisions um, on, on where to live, where to buy my home, are being based on transit now. Oh, totally. I How get that all the light time. Rail? How close am I to the the red buses? How close mm-hmm. am I to the Sounder? Yep. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. And and on Sounder, by the way, the SCP plan included extensions to DuPont and Tillicum, mm-hmm. you know, okay. so that we can serve that whole Lakewood and right. JBM, JBLM area. And it include lengthening the platform so we can have mm-hmm. longer trains. So, and for our listeners who didn't know what the red buses are, that's the bus rapid transit, correct? Yes, King County Metro Service. Okay. Well, we will be talking more with Kimberly Reason from Sound Transit when we come back on Open House with Team Reba. We're all things transit today. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer.
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here today. We've got Kimberly Reason, the media spokeswoman for Sound Transit. Thanks again for joining us oh, today. Oh, thank you for having me, Eric. Yeah, well. So I'm still loving all this conversation around mass transit because, as I mentioned when you were on the show before, I have voted for all of these packages. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. So every time I see movement, which we were just talking about in our last segment, when we see movement going on, I just, I feel like I made a good choice in helping, (laughs) you know, move this along. I know not, I know it's not popular with everyone, you know, and even at that East King County, you know, chamber event, you know, there was conversation about, you know, oversight and, you know, who's accountable to who and that type of thing. But can you tell our listeners, you know, Eric, you brought this up on our break. What kind of ridership are we seeing going on with this? Well, We're putting it in place. So who's who's on there? Yeah, I mean, if you think just link light rail alone, a couple months ago, <clears throat> our average weekday ridership hit 79,000 plus people awesome. a day. Hmm. That's a lot of people just of on Link Light Rail. You yeah. know, that doesn't include Sounder and it doesn't include, um, you know, the people who are riding the ST Express. So uh, people love light rail. And even the naysayers are now, you know, having to acknowledge in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very kind way to put yes, that. No that, wonder it is. That the media. service is being used, that the investments mm. are well invested, okay. that... Um, that what was promised to voters in Sound Transit 2 and Sound Move before it, and now Sound Transit 3, we're delivering it. And we're, we'll keep on delivering because there are just so many more products coming down the pipeline. Yeah, well, that's that's good to hear. And I, I just hope that we can stay within the budgets and mm-hmm. just be responsible like that. That's the one thing that will we'll really get a lot of voters. It's like, okay, you know, it was going to be X billion and it turned out right. to be double that or triple that or quadruple that and uh you know and and seattle let's be honest or washington state does not have a stellar reputation when it comes to bringing things in on budget you know they just don't well you you know you raise a, a point that we had to address uh, when the economy exploded mm-hmm. um we experienced uh you know a very aggressive competitive hot construction market yes right and there yeah. are so many construction projects even now in seattle well guess mm-hmm. what you know if, and if you're the demand is resources. high yeah. and the resources are finite well who really is is mm-hmm. on the strong side of the bargain there and so the so the bids sure. went up on all of our projects. So we did have to grapple with that. Uh, the good news is that we've gotten federal funding for Linwood Link. Nice. That was good. at risk a couple of years ago and even up until only a few months ago. Okay. And we worked hard with our congressional delegation to, you know, do what it took. We flew to D.C. I don't know how many times to have those conversations to say this project is needed. This project needs federal support that was promised to it. And yeah. the good news is we've gotten that money. And well, tell, tell us again when that one's going to be ready. Linwood Link, it'll yeah. open in 2024. 2024. And we so actually soon. will be starting construction later this year. Okay. And Northgate, so that's just be an extension of the Northgate line? Yes. Actually, okay. the Northgate, um, if you know, look at what we call the tail track, which is the end of the line right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Uh, it sort of curves yeah. northwest. And Saw it's that. cool to see that because that will be the part of the track that connects That'll be the with extension. Linwood Link. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Because I know I have a bunch of people who are waiting for it's what on a hundred and 
145th or 145th? 145th. 145th. Because I had a bunch of clients that were all buying up there. And actually, that whole big change in uh, Shoreline. A lot yes. of the redevelopment mm-hmm. of Shoreline is occurring because that's in where tandem the, with right, it. Right. 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 And we're actually yeah. studying. And the density going in there for housing and, and more um, commercial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, we're having to study, um, you know, uh, what we call a provisional station, which was in the Sound Transit 2 plan, but wasn't funded because mm-hmm. we just didn't have mm-hmm. um, the funding at that time. But, you know, now that we're looking at that uh, light rail extension opening in 2024 and realizing, well, you know, we don't want to go back in to the station and track and tear it all up, you know, and with right. costs mm-hmm. increasing, mm-hmm. it right. makes more sense now to build that um, station now. That's that's the current thinking anyway, but what we have to do first is to go through some preliminary planning to see whether all that works out. Right. So you mentioned planning uh, around all these other link stations as well. Where do people go if they want to provide input for any of these? So we have a ton of public meetings on all these projects, okay. um, anywhere from neighborhood forums to community briefings to open houses, and certainly even our board meetings, although if you don't live in downtown, you can live stream the board meetings and keep up with everything. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to soundtransit.org and click system expansion, it's mm-hmm. a drop down menu. You yeah. can then find your project that you're interested mm-hmm. in and it will give you a chance to sign up for emails and stay in touch. And we send out regular email updates all the time Okay. about progress on the project and how you can weigh in. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm on there right now. You've got a lot of content. And we also have online open houses. So once again, if you cannot go to an open house in your community, Mm -hmm. uh, physically, you can just call it up online. Yeah, and this is nice because once you get there, I'm on that site right now. and It says sign up for project updates and construction. So you're not beholden to be the one always having to go back and check back. You guys will proactively send out content as well. So that's cool. And we're pushing out fresh content all the time and email updates so people can Mm -hmm. see how project is progressing and when it is time to weigh in right yeah you even have uh translation services for people to understand i love that uh yeah this is fantastic right many of our communities you know are extremely diverse tacoma uh, Mm -hmm. has a diverse community and Mm -hmm. certainly uh, downtown seattle so uh it's really imperative for us to figure out any way we can to reach everyone right that is our goal um unfortunately there will always be someone who hasn't heard about something no matter how hard we work at it but Mm -hmm. that is why we work hard at it well that's why you're a media that's why you're a media spokes wonder woman there you go that's right (laughs) again business card Um, I can see the little logo right now, <laughs> little cape. Be awesome. I just, I just sort of marvel at at thinking about what this region is going to look like in fifteen or twenty years. You know, with the number of people that are mm-hmm. are still moving here. You know, changes in in habits and transit. And and I'll admit, I mean, some of us are set in our ways. Uh, my son you? would like nothing more than to sit in a car and not drive and just play video games and. Whatever mode he's on, it just takes him, you know, wherever he wants to go. You know, and where me, I want to, I want to be driving. And right. and I guess you know, us dinosaurs will will <laughs> uh, will eventually filter away from that. But it's you know, it's a really change in the paradigm. You bring up an interesting, uh, quick little question for me. Will these uh, projects, are, when you're on those systems, will they have Wi-Fi access, or is that something that's not possible? You know, that's a good question. We have Wi-Fi access to the downtown tunnel and on our sounder trains. I think it's something that we're looking at for the future because everyone now 
um, is accustomed to being on a Wi-Fi. But I don't know mm-hmm. the answer to that for sure. Okay. All right. Well, it's something to maybe take a look for. Or if you're yeah. people providing input and commentary. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have, um, they're all, there's an email called main at soundtransit.org. So if you have just any idea like Wi-Fi on our vehicles, hit us up. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good info. Okay. So, um, did we cover everything that you were here to talk about today? Because we talked about West Seattle. Yes. We talked about Ballard. Yes. We talked a little bit about the Tacoma. Yes. And then we got some updates on some of these other projects. So East Rail. What were the other ones we had? Uh, oh, Federal Way, Redmond, Feder- oh, Northgate, yeah. Linwood. Okay. Yes. All right. Tacoma, so West Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've hit Ballard. kind of the whole region. I mean, I, there there are more extensions. Um, it's it's just if people should go and check out our map on the front page of soundtransit.org. You can see quite clearly exactly once the system is completely built out, it'll be 116 miles and many more new stations. Okay. So I have a quick question for you that's uh, just a – who are you guys – really i mean like what what do you think could get someone out of their car and into this like what's what's the biggest thing holding people back that you think we need to try and get past i think convenient frequent connections locally if you know that you could get to a transit station take a bus to the light rail or sounder station Mm -hmm. or we also will be building the bus rapid transit network then that makes it that's incentive because who mm-hmm. wants to get on their freeway and spend 90 minutes getting to where you're going? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I know I white knuckle it yeah. quite a bit. And, you know, I, I have dear friends. <laughs> yeah. I have dear friends who live in Bonnie Lake and I have to, I take sounder or I drive. When I drive, it's hard. Yeah. And I'm, you know, frankly, I'm a little jealous that I can't use it because in my job, I have to go where my clients need me and I cover a four county area at this yes. point. So. Well, Kimberly Reason, you're a great sport. We really appreciate having you on the show today. Oh, thank you. Hope you'll come join us again. When you have more updates. That's right. And thank you all for listening in today. Another episode of Open House. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba. Here on AM 1590, The Answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.